Hey there, mama. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and y'all, we have the hustle and bustle season coming up, right? It's right around the corner, and you can feel it. (laughs) You can feel the excitement, the anxiety, the worry, the overwhelm, the stress, all the things. And a lot of times we forget how important it is to take a step back and remember the reason for the season and how we should be treating others all season long. So in today's episode, I just want to give us a few little tips on how to make the holiday season better by creating better, happier, more joyful relationships with those around us, even the ones that we don't know. Let's dive right in. Mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way, but why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to high five motherhood. I am, you know, nursing and taking care of my little newborn. And I, my son says, mom, he is putting a Cheerio up his nose. (laughs) And I was like, what? And I thought he was kidding, but I, I checked. And of course my toddler had thrown a a Cheerio right up his nose and not thrown it, but shoved it up there. Right. And so I'm looking at this Cheerio and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to get this out without shoving it back in there further? And I still got to feed this little one. And I, (laughs) don't have time to go to the doctor right now. Oh my goodness. What am I supposed to do? (laughs) And so I was trying to like brainstorm. I was like, okay, maybe I can get him to just kind of blow it out. And so I tried to get him, okay, blow out your nose, close your mouth. You know, you don't blow out your mouth. You blow out your nose. Well, every time he tried to blow out of his nose, instead, as most toddlers do, he sniffs thinking he's blowing out, but he's really just sniffing it back up. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. And so I was like, okay, so I'm trying to get it with like a tissue or something. Nothing's happening. I know. So gross. I'm so sorry. If you don't want to listen to this, you can totally fast forward this first little story. But anyways, I finally had the thought, okay, maybe like a toothpick. And then I thought, oh no, that's probably going to not end well. So let's try a Q-tip, a little bit softer, right? And then I thought, you know, that's big enough to probably just shove it back in there further. So I've got to think of a plan like D E F Z, whatever, (laughs) another plan. And so I thought, oh my gosh, my newborn just um, was dealing with a cold and we had this little like nose syringe thing, the bulb syringe, whatever you want to call it that you get at the hospital. I thought, oh my gosh, that might work. And so I had my other son go get it. And as I'm trying to nurse and trying to take care of him and what's going on, oh my gosh, Oh, the things that happen when I'm nursing, I tell you what. But anyways, so he grabs it and I try to get it there. And surprisingly, I got some of it out and then again and again. But I asked my son, I said, okay, was it a whole Cheerio? Was it half a Cheerio? Like how much did he actually put up his nose? (laughs) He's like, it was just one Cheerio. It was a full Cheerio. I was like, okay, so it was a circle. Yes. Okay. So I got about three fourths of it out and um, I'm just thinking, okay, what else can I do? What else can I do? can I do? And so I grabbed my phone, my flashlight, trying to look up inside his nose as he's like screaming and not liking this at all while I'm trying to hold a newborn and (laughs) just, Oh, such a, such a wonderful little moment. (laughs) 
but I just had to share. Anyways, call my husband trying to brainstorm some ideas of how to do this at home so I don't have to go to the doctor's office with three littles at home and still needed to get so much done. So I end up coming up with a game plan with him. We go and think, okay, we're going to get him in the shower and do a steam treatment. So I got him in the shower and I think we've got it all cleared out. I am just praying <laughs> that we don't have any residual up in his nose to where we end up having some sort of sinus infection or something that happens from it. Oh my goodness. I tell you, the things that happen just like on the daily with six kids is laughable. You have got to be a part of our little house. Just be a fly on the wall for a day so you can see all the interesting events that we go through. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, there is your fun mom moment story today, whatever you want to call it. And let's dive into today's episode now that you've had a good laugh. Here we go. All right. The hustle and bustle has officially arrived, right? We are in November. We're getting right into that holiday season. It's creeping in on us and it's going so much faster than what we are ready for. So we start to get stressed and overwhelmed and burn out real quick because we haven't really planned ahead, right? Again, if you're looking to plan ahead and you want to get ahead of this hustle and bustle culture, check out our Preptober series and what you can do to prep for the holidays before they arrive because it's coming on us quickly. So make sure you look at those episodes just before this one. We've got some on um, prepping for the new year, prepping for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, and just what you can do to kind of get yourself ready for all the things that are to come. So make sure you check those episodes out. All right. So first and foremost, we get very stressed. And when we are stressed, we take it out on our kids, our spouse, our friends, our neighbors, and strangers sometimes, right? Generally not people that, um, maybe, maybe not our friends all the time. It's generally more strangers, right? Especially when it comes to road rage and other things, we might get a little bit frustrated. Or if you're standing in a line forever and wondering what's taking so long, and, you know, then someone tries to cut into line and you're getting so frustrated because you've been waiting forever. And then someone tries to cheat in and get in line or whatever it is to get these holiday gifts you're trying to get for your kids. And we forget the reason for the season. We forget to be human. <laughs> we forget to be kind. And it takes a moment for us to step back and think, how am I coming across to others? You know, am I choosing to be Christ-like? Am I choosing to be an example of a disciple of Christ? Am I bringing the light of Christ to this season? Or am I the one kind of hiding it under a bushel? Am I the one trying to put it out? What am I doing? Am I prioritizing Christ? Or am I prioritizing the hustle and bustle and trying to get the perfect gift or, you know, have the perfect holiday magic in my home? And by doing so, we end up creating zero magic because everyone is so stressed and at each other's throats that the contention is so thick in the air. You can feel it, right? Let's get out of that hustle and bustle and contentious mode. And let's remember the reason for the season. Today, I want to give you three tips on how to bring Christ kind of back into the season with the way that you treat others. Okay. You are going to Help others to come to Christ because they know you, because of your light, because of you choosing to be happy and kind and joyful and shine that light. All right, let's get into tip number one. Tip number one, if you can choose to be right or choose to be kind, always choose to be kind. Now, this is a saying that we've heard many times and it doesn't seem like it's a huge deal and it's just kind of cliche, but I want you to really think deeply on this, okay? 
There are so many times when we choose to be right over being kind, and it especially happens in our household. This can happen with our kiddos. It can happen with our spouse. Anytime you're debating someone, right? And you're saying, you know, this is supposed to go this way. No, it's not. It's supposed to be like this. No, it's not. It's supposed to be like this, right? That is where we get into this little debate of who is right. And you have to defend yourself and your point and your stance. And you were trying so hard to make the other person come and be persuaded to your side of things. They can agree with you and the way things are. And you know, your way or the highway, and then you're good to go, right? That's not super Christ-like. And we all deal with that at different times in our life with different people. If you are having one of those situations, even if you are correct and you know you're right and you want the world to know that you're right, especially that person you're talking to, choose to be kind instead. Just simply say, maybe, maybe that's right. Okay, that's that's good to know. I'm glad that I have heard your opinion. You know, whatever it is that you can say in a kind, nice way, but helping them to understand that you don't have to be right, even if you are right, which you may be, especially if you're talking to a child and they say, this is a blue ornament. And you say, no, that is a green one. And they say, no, it's blue, right? And you're just fighting back and forth. Just skip the fight and say, okay, maybe, maybe it is green or maybe it is blue. Either way, it's a beautiful ornament, right? Like it doesn't matter. Let the little things go. It truly doesn't matter. Now we don't need to lie to our toddlers, letting them know, yes, the ornament is green when it really is blue or whatever it is, right? Just a random example I came up with, but it's important for them to know they're loved and that mom is kind and she is the example, the epitome of kindness. So they learn to be kind too right? And this goes to anyone. So if you are kind to them, they are then kind to their siblings, maybe to their parents, to their friends, to their teachers, to whatever. The example starts with you, right? So the other day, um, the other day, meaning today, <laughs> I don't know why I said the other day. Anyway, I was in driveline and I'm going to drop the kiddos off and I'm coming from one direction and all of driveline comes from the opposite direction. And so I have to drive all the way past all the other cars, do a UE, try to get in line and hope that I get my kids to school on time because just doing that can make them late by about five minutes because <laughs> it's just such a, such a, um, excursion to go around to do that. You know, it doesn't seem like it's a huge deal, but it just adds on. We tend to go just a little bit late, um, with, me not getting enough sleep and having a newborn and trying to do the diaper changes and nursing and, you know, getting everyone out the door. By the way, this is six kids. I'm getting out the door. It's a lot and I can do it, but we're in a transition period where things just are taking a little more time. So we're in that little hot mess mode moment, but we are getting better every single day. It gets a little bit better and a little bit better. And I know it will get better over time, but right now I just have to have a little bit of patience <laughs> with myself, our systems and routines and how the kids are handling things. Our schedule is a little bit crazier. So we are going earlier than we normally do. And we are having to get a lot more people out the door than we normally do. <laughs> and then we're adding on the lack of sleep and the nursing and the diaper changes, which I was doing one diaper change. Now I'm doing two diaper changes before we leave. And sometimes it's a blowout or sometimes, you know, I don't know, someone spills something. So Some, there's always something, right? You got to leave room for buffer. But if you're not getting up early enough, there's not a lot of room for buffer. And so we're kind of at that point where <laughs> everything is just crazy right now. And that's okay. It's part of a transition period. And I just have to keep telling myself, this is just a transition period. It's, it's a transition time from having a newborn 
to getting into the swing of things of having that newborn plus the five other kids. It's a lot, but it's something I can do, but I have to be patient with myself. Okay. So there's the preface of that. So, so everyone is turning right and I am going to turn left and I've seen several cars turn left and go into there. So I figured, okay, we can have, you know, people from this side of the road come in and turn left and the other ones turn right. And it just kind of works out. So I didn't think anything of it. I didn't think I was trying to cut line or be rude. That wasn't my intention at all ever. That's never something I want to try to do. Right. So I'm going in just assuming that, you know, it's my turn and I'm able to take a left. I have my blinker on. Everybody was seeing me and I was getting ready to turn in and this lady just cuts me off and she's really angry and just cuts in front of me. And I'm thinking, okay, you're a mom and you've got some kids. And that wasn't necessarily the best thing to do in front of them, not to mention in front of my kids. And it just kind of makes me feel like, you know, these parents are not the kindest. And I don't know if I want to be attending this school, like just these random thoughts going through my head, right? Maybe that's not the best thoughts to have, but that's just what flashed in my head real quick. As soon as she said that, I was like, boom, boom, boom. Those are the thoughts that came to my head, right? And then I go to turn again and this gentleman comes through and in a very passive aggressive way, he's like, sorry, turn around, go the other way. Like, you know, we're, we're going this way and you're sorry, too bad. You know, you're, you're kind of going the wrong way. So I've got to cut in front of you. And I thought, oh my gosh, how can you not be a gentleman? How rude was that to do? What a jerk. <laughs> and anyway, so of course, lack of sleep. Okay. So just no judgment here. I was definitely not in my happiest moment, should I say. <laughs> and I was just like, is there just no like kindness? Can no one just choose to let a person go in front of them? Like you have no idea what it is that I'm dealing with behind me with my six kids and this child that needs to nurse and you know, a, a blowout that's happening or whatever's going on in my life, right? They have no idea what my story is. I have no idea what their story is. Maybe they had several people cut them off before and they were just fed up and I was the last straw and they just blew up at me. You know, maybe they had a big fight with their spouse before they went and they just didn't want to deal with another thing. I don't know. Who knows what their story was? Then again, they don't know what my story is. And both of us could have been a lot more kind. I threw my hands up in the air and even in the car when, of course, I think this is so fun when we do this, but there's no one that can actually hear me in the other cars. All our windows are up and I'm yelling at them, <laughs> which is not like me to do. So obviously I was not in my right mind with not having enough sleep and whatnot. And there's no excuse. I could have been more calm, but this is what happened. I lost my cool. And I was just like, what the heck? Like you're what, what a jerk. I can't believe they did that. Who does that? What kind of parent you know, could do that in front of their kids and, and all their friends and just like cut someone off and be so rude about it. And, and then I'm like going to, <laughs> to drop my kids off and my daughter, my son's like, Oh, that was my dad's or my, my friend's dad. And my other daughter's like, yeah, that was my friend's mom. <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, Oh, what did I just do? And so anyways, this is, again, this is just a very imperfect moment of me. And I would love to share this with you knowing that we all have our imperfections. So please no judgment on this situation because I did lose my cool. And I want to share this with you knowing that you can <laughs> still be friends with me and hope that I will not do things like this all the time. But anyway, I lost my cool and I told my kids, you know, no, nothing's going to happen to this situation. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to follow them and like tear them apart when they get out of their car or something. You know, I'm just going to let it go. So I let my kids go to school. And then 
as I'm behind this guy and I'm just so frustrated with him, you know, he goes down the road and keeps going and keeps going and keeps going the same direction that I was going, finally takes a left and I take a right and we just kind of part ways. But I thought, you know, he wasn't very kind to me and I didn't like the way he treated me. But then again, I wasn't really very kind to him. I could have been a lot kinder in the way that I reacted to what he did. I could have smiled and waved and said, have a nice day. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm so sorry. Whatever. You know, like I could have been kind about it. I could have chosen to go all the way around and done the UE and gone in like everybody else was going. I, you know, there's so many things that I could have done to make the situation better. So they were not the only ones in the wrong. I was in the wrong too. But it got me thinking, what are we teaching our children? Yes, they did things that I was not happy with. And I was like, I can't believe you're doing this. And I can't believe you're doing it with, with other parents that are supposed to be friends with you. And you know, why, why are we treating each other this way? But then I also thought, you know what? They're not the only ones doing something. I wasn't the nicest either. (laughs) Like this is a two way street. And here I am so angry at them for everything they're doing, but yet I'm not keeping my cool. And my kids are seeing that, you know? So I just thought, you know, regardless of what my story is and what I expect them to just in a nutshell, all of a sudden know and understand everything and just let me in which is not going to happen. Just like I'm not going to know their story and what's going on with them and just let them go. You know, it made me realize that we need to stop choosing to be right and just choose to be kind. Maybe they were right. Maybe I was right. Maybe neither of us were right. (laughs) Maybe we could have done things in a totally different way, but we could have chosen to be kind, right? When you go to the mall, when you go to the store, when you go just walking around the block, you know, or you're driving around town, whatever it is. If someone does something that really upsets you, just choose to be kind. If your child or your friend or family member or whatever tries to debate you, don't debate them back. Just choose to find a way to be agreeable and be kind back. Choose kindness over being right. Okay, let's get into tip number two. Tip number two, when in conversation, include all those around you. So we are going to have a lot of opportunities to gather with other people. This is the season of gathering, right? We gather for Thanksgiving, for Friendsgiving, for Christmas, for New Year's, for Christmas Eve, for the holiday parties, for the work parties, for all the different things, right? There is so many reasons for us to gather right now during this season, which is amazing and we love it and it's so fun to be around people. But sometimes we forget to act human. (laughs) We forget that other people want to be involved just as much as we do, right? Sometimes we focus so much on trying to be the star of the show. We're trying to get into a conversation and be a part of things that we forget about those around us and the needs of those around us. Maybe we're not noticing that someone's having a hard day and they just need someone to talk to them, right? Or someone to just smile at them, be simple. Just smiling at someone can actually make their day, right? So I had this moment where I was talking to a friend And in the middle of our friend conversation, another um, lady comes through and she comes to talk to us and her and um, both, both of the ladies were talking to each other and looking at each other and having a good conversation. And I kind of felt like a fly on the wall. I kind of felt like I wasn't really a part of that conversation. So I was thinking, you know, I don't want to assume the worst. Maybe she doesn't know me very well. Maybe she's, you know, a little bit shy or introverted. and, And so maybe I need to kind of um, do something to kind of help her to know that I'd like to be a part of the conversation. So I tried to agree with her on different things she said and okay, yes. Yeah. I feel that way too, you know, whatever. And I'm just trying to find ways to engage in the conversation. Every time I did that, I kind of felt a little bit 
dumb <laughs> because she kept on looking at only my friend. And I'm looking at her and I'm thinking, okay, maybe she doesn't want me a part of this conversation. Now I'm kind of feeling a little bit awkward and just kind of third wheel, you know, like not a fun place to be in, right? I'm sure you felt this too, but I realized the importance of including others in conversation, even if you don't know them, even if you don't necessarily want to include them, because maybe it's something that you just wanted to talk to this one person about. If there's someone else present, make sure they feel loved and important and a part of things, right? So one thing that you can do is you can introduce yourself in the middle of conversation, just stop for a moment and just say, oh, hey, you know, I don't know you. This is my name. Um, This is what we were talking about. And just kind of recap on what is going on. So they're kind of filled in on what the conversation is. If they had just jumped into it or whatever, hey, we're just talking about you know, the holidays and how we're planning for this meal or whatever, you know, what are you doing? Just kind of ask some questions, invite them into the conversation, include them with your words, but also with your eyes. When you are conversing with someone, make sure that anyone in that circle that you are with, that you are having eye contact with each person individually. Now, if it's a massive crowd, it's a little bit harder to do, right? But if you're in a smaller group, don't just focus on one person in that group. Try to keep your eyes moving around the group as you're having a conversation. That way they feel loved included, right? It is so hard to feel like people don't care about you during a season when people are supposed to care so much and to be so giving and to gather and things. And when you feel like you're not a part of that, that's really hard, right? Find a way to bring Christ in the season by sharing your light with others and and looking to them and talking with them, smiling at them, asking them questions, seeing how their life is, what's going on, what's happening, what do you think about this, what do you think about that, right? Including them in the conversation so it's not just you and another person, but you are able to include whoever is there. Now, this, you know, this will happen in lots of different situations. Sometimes it's a stranger. It may not be someone that you even know, but try to find ways to include them. And if you feel comfortable, introduce yourself. But if, if you don't feel comfortable and it's not working or whatever, the least you can do is give them eye contact and smile and maybe even wave. Okay. Do what you can to help them to feel loved this season. Okay. Let's get into tip number three. Tip number three goes along with our tip number two. So go out of your way to say hi and smile at someone today. Okay. This is tip number three. You never know what people go on through. You just, you have no idea what's going on in their life. Assume something terrible has happened to them. You may be wrong. Maybe they had the best day of their lives. But if you always assume that something is really hard that they're going through right now, they're really dealing with something difficult, you will treat them differently and in a better way, right? So regardless of if they are going through something hard or not, you are going to assume they are going through something hard and treat them with the utmost respect and kindness that you can to help them through it. And nine times out of 10, you are right. They will be going through something that you have no idea. The story behind that smile, you have no idea. When I was in high school, I was a part of a, um, a pageant. I was, um, a part of this, you know, beauty pageant or whatever you want to call it. I don't like to call them beauty pageants because it it was more than beauty, (laughs) but, um, as I was a part of this pageant, my, one of the things that I, like my platform was about, um, empowering women and young women with, with self-esteem. Right. And 
one of the things I did was I wrote a song and it was called Behind the Mask. And it talked about these these women that are that look perfect and seem just like flawless and amazing and everything. And they've got the beautiful hair and the perfect smile and the cute little trendy clothes. And like everything is perfect about them. They look like they got it all together, but you don't know what's behind the mask, right? The mask is their smile, their face. You don't know what is behind that mask. What is their story? What do they have that they are dealing with? That They're trying to hide from everyone to try to, to try to seem like everything's fine, but really they're dealing with some really hard things deep down inside. Right. And so as we look at this holiday season and kind of go through it and try to, you know, be there for one another, realize that there's no reason to be intimidated by someone just because they look perfect and they look beautiful. And you're just like, oh my gosh, it must be nice to be so beautiful, to have that kind of hair, to have that kind of smile, to have that kind of body, whatever, like must be nice, right? Let's not think like that. Let's choose instead to think, I wonder what they're dealing with and how I can help them. What can I do to be kind to them? What can I do to make their day brighter? You know, how can I make their day better? Let's focus on that instead of, oh, wow, must be nice to be so beautiful. Wish I was like that. Wish I had my life so nice. Wish I was as rich as her. Wish I was as beauty, beautiful as her. Wish I was, you know, as fit as her. Wish I was this, wish I was that right. All that does is put yourself down and make you feel ugly and icky inside. And it also, takes away from an opportunity of having a really great relationship with somebody that could be really amazing and benefit you in your life. And you could benefit theirs in their life, right? Don't miss out on relationships because of intimidation. Do everything you can to not be intimidated by the way someone looks or how they act or whatever, because you just never know why they are acting that way, why they are looking that way. What really is going on behind the scenes, right? Just the best advice I can say is to assume that someone around you is going through a hard time and you could be the light to help them to get out of it. You just by sharing one little thing, even if it's imperfectly shared, right? Imperfect action creates amazing results. It does not have to be perfect. Just try, right? Just take that first step to try. What can I do to make someone's day this holiday season? Could I go say hi to a stranger? Could I smile at a friend? Could I, you know, have a conversation with a neighbor? Could I bring some goodies, you know, to a family member or a friend or neighbor or teacher or whatever? Like, what could I do to make someone's day today? Ask yourself that and then do what you can throughout the day to have conversation, to say hi to people, to smile at people and be engaged in a good cause all day long. If you are not feeling loved and you feel out of the norm and feel like nobody cares and woe is me, then stop right there and think somebody else might be going through the same thing. What can I do to help them to have a better day? Even if my day doesn't feel the best, because by helping someone else, it actually boosts your energy and your mood. And it helps you to have a better day too. So in a season of sugar cookies, and frosting and all things delicious, right? Take kindness and sprinkle it everywhere. Okay. Sprinkle kindness on everyone you see, including yourself. Be kind to yourself too. Try not to knock yourself down and wish that you were this or wish that you were that. Stop the comparison game. Choose to be kind to yourself, but also 
Take that kindness and sprinkle it on everyone around you, from your kids, your spouse, your neighbors, your friends, your family, everyone you can think of, even the teachers or the random stranger in driveline that's not being very kind to you. Sprinkle kindness. Whatever that looks like to you, try it. I want you to think about that. I want you to I want to challenge you to sprinkle kindness today. Find as many people as you can to sprinkle kindness on today and see if we can make Christ, if we can bring Christ back into the season by the way that we treat others. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful that you are here and I would love to hear your stories on what you did to sprinkle kindness to others. So please message me on Instagram, email me, Kim at highfivemotherhood.com and let me know your stories. I would love to hear and I would love to share them on one of our next episodes if you choose to share them with me. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time, Mama. Bye-bye. All right, mama. Well, that about sums it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And I want to let you know, we do have some big news. We are officially now on Pinterest and Etsy. Cue the confetti. (laughs) Pin it up on Pinterest at High Five Motherhood, or you can visit our shop on Etsy, High Five Motherhood LLC. You can also check out our free printables, our planners, and so much more on our website, blog, and shop at www.highfivemotherhood.com. Don't forget that we're on Instagram and Facebook, so you can look us up at High Five Motherhood or High Five Motherhood Mom group on Facebook. And last but not least, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening. We are so happy that you're here and hope that this episode has blessed you or helped you in some way. Please remember to rate this podcast, review it, and share a screenshot of this podcast on your social media on any platform where you're at so that we can have other mamas enjoy all of this wonderful information too. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye mama.